0: Okay. The phone rang. I got to finish this real quick, but I just want you to be excited about you and be excited about the gift that you are as a woman, as a single woman, because, you know, the word of God always says it doesn't change. And he said, "Thou just fond of a good wife was the find of a wife finds a good thing and obtain a favor from the Lord. So you're somebody's good thing. So it's like, don't mess, don't let someone mess it up for a moment that when you want a lifetime, like I said one time before, are you going to be his freak or his forever or his friend? Where are you falling in that? But know where you fall in that because a lot of times women, we get stuck and the man is gone. He's been gone. He's go- He was gone once he left your house or you left from the, the action or whatever. He's been gone. So then you get caught up in with that thing called a soul tie. It's not pretty. It's not good. It's not easy. So I promise you, trust God when he says, I know the plans I have for you. Let him work it out for your good. Don't Go before, you know, don't put the horse, be, don't put the cart before the horse because you'll find yourself starting over and you'll see yourself doing the same thing over and over. That's what I used to get mad with myself. Like, why are you doing the same thing? It's like, you know, a form of insanity, doing the same thing and expecting something different. No, you can't. You know, it's it's like a lot I've learned in these past um. Whatever a few months of back to, going back to work, it was, it's it's different, you know. Life is different as we know it, so it's not um, things aren't as normal or as usual, you know. Even people, you know, I, I watch how the shift has taken place, and a lot of times you have to see, you know, when you go into those atmospheres as people of God, you, we still have to know who we are. And we still have to know that the enemy is at work and that those things that we see in people that may not be so easy to tolerate or deal with. It's not personal. It's just life, you know, and we have to be able to rise above that and say, you know what, especially if that's not your final destination. Don't feel any type of way. Go as in what the Bible says in Colossians, go and put your hand when you whatever you put your hand to do. Do it as you would unto God. And that's something that I have to take from my own self because to not be concerned nor consumed nor allow what people's behavior or things they say or don't say or how they treat you or how they react to you, don't let that infect you or affect you. Just go and do what you've called to, been called to do at that job. You know, Bishop T.D. Jakes says something really good. Go to work expecting what people owe you, and that's a paycheck. They don't owe you a good conversation. They don't really have to have compassion or feel any way about you and your kids and your family. He was like, so don't go to work expecting a friendship from people that you're going to work with, you know, and it's just life, you know, and. and Is something I'm learning every day. You learn something every day. The minute that you stop learning is is the minute you missed it all. Let's try to love one another more. You know, the mean girl, that's crazy that we still even find time in this day and age to throw subliminal messages or be not so nice to each other. It's so not cute at all. Not cute at all. And I pray that women, we would really learn what a genuine sisterhood is because right now it's needed. You know, it's time for that village to raise up. Again, you know, when I was growing up, they're saying it takes a village to raise a child. I thank God for my village on Graham's Alley. I truly do because a lot of those people were there when you needed them the most. And now it's been a separation. So I pray constantly for, you know, Togetherness, oneness, sisterhood, wholeness in this time and in this season. I'm gonna leave with this note because I found um I had a card. I think it it was from a friend of mine, she missed my book signing and um she bought it to the gym. This was like a while ago, probably almost a year ago. And she had a card she gave me a card and some other things, super nice. And I found the card the other day. And I said, hmm, wow. So I looked at the card, and the card says, I believe in you. And it says, always have and always will. And it says, Congratulations. You are amazing, and I'm in awe of your greatness. Continue to let your powerful light shine. Thank you for being a blessing to me and others. Love you more. It was my girlfriend, Tanisha. And We've been friends a while. It's not a friend I see every day, not even every year sometimes. But when you think, because I know sometimes as moms, as wives, as women, we're super busy. We're doing a lot. And sometimes we're like, God, do anybody care about me now? You know what I'm telling you? I'm doing everything and loving everybody and trying to put everybody first. Sometimes we get pushed. We put ourselves to the back. I don't say we get pushed to the back. I think we put ourselves to the back because we wear this cape and we want to do everything. So when I read that card, I was like, wow, I needed that today. Because sometimes you, you're you not going to always hear it. Like my kids and I, we constantly tell each other you when know, we're leaving, we're on the phone. Sometimes we just be in a house and my youngest having, she's like the love bug and in a heartbeat, mom, I love you and I love you too. And that's always like the biggest blessing ever is to constantly know that my children will always know how much I love them and how much they heard me say it. And um, sometimes we just need that encouragement from a peer from, you know, because sometimes you get a little stuck. I don't know about everybody else. You know, I, I don't even sometimes I don't even realize some of the things that I've done. As far as, you know, accomplishments, I'm not talking about bad things, but I, sometimes I forget to say, oh, I'm an author. Oh, I'm a speaker. Oh, I'm you know, of the things that I have done, because I just I'm mom. I'm Sherry. I'm serving God. I'm raising kids and I have a grandson. And, you know, and, and this, the biggest thing I, I wanted to come and do a live like a week or so ago, August 12th. What marks the day that I had a mini stroke last year and this time last year I was holding on to my children to walk because I didn't have balance and a lot of, you know different things had happened and it came unbeknownst and um but the God I serve is so faithful you know and I remember being in that hospital bed and I was like oh my goodness I had signed up for um to attend um College, and I'm a first generation college student, and I remember I signed up and everything went through, and everything went well and and so I'm in the hospital bed that night after everybody had left, and I was like, "Wow, God, um school starts at twenty seven These people were saying in three months i'm uh, you know I'm gonna take three months for me to get to do anything, so how's school gonna happen you know and i I began to talk to him and just ask him. And I said, and, and I began, I remember I began to give him his word back on what he said about me, you know, and that was the end of the conversation. So I think it was August 27th that year or whatever it was, it was like a few weeks away that I had to get myself together to get in, to begin school, which I had been out of school 30 years. So me going to college for the first time. Yes, I'm a licensed cosmetologist, a senior educator. I was a cosmetology instructor, not the same, even though you have to know a lot. Don't get me wrong. But I was going to school with books and sit at a desk with people with millennials and Gen Zs and people that were 16. And they were like, you know, little doctors and scientists, they knew it all. And I'm like, okay, not only at the moment, I think I was 47. Yeah, I think I was 47 going to college for the first time ever. So, not only was I older, I just had a mini stroke, a mild stroke. So, I'm like, all of this, this is so not, this is not cool, God. Like, I'm supposed to go to school and, you know, get this right and get this over with because I'm already nervous. You know, I've never done this before and, uh, you know, very nervous. So, you know, long story short, everything turned out great. Glory be to God. I finished my first semester on the Dean's List. So don't tell me what God can't do. It was not my strength, not my will. It was him. So I just wanted to throw that in because I love to acknowledge where God has bought me from. So if anybody had a question to say, well, why is she talking about all of this? Because sometimes I think we don't look back over our life from where God has bought us from, what he's bought us through and what he's bought us out of to celebrate that in spite of what we might be in at the moment. Because um, Reverend Timothy Wright has a song that says he bought you through this. He brought you through that. Lord, I'm so grateful. So whatever your this or your that may be, I just want you to know that he's the same God that brought you through that. He can bring you through this. So don't give up. And I did topic this one, begin again, because that's what he gives you the opportunity to do. Every day that you wake up, his grace and his mercies are are new every morning. So whatever you did yesterday, leave yesterday and yesterday, I tell people, what is it like 315 right now here? I can't even get back what happened at three o'clock. So let that, let that go so that you can be free to be who God's called you to be. So I just wanted to like, let you know, to empty out, unlearn things that you knew as a child that was taught that might not be so right with right now. And it doesn't make sense. And some things you will have to unlearn, especially when it comes to serving God. So unlearn, empty out, renew your mind. That's Romans 12 and two. Definitely renew your mind and let your guard down and let go of your plan And listen to God's voice. I am signing off for today. I don't know if God does something in me tonight. I would love to, because I feel like I have a lot I want to say that should have been said, but you know, God has a timing for everything. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the time that I am right here, right now, speaking to all of you, I pray. And one thing, if you don't know the Lord. Jesus Christ as your savior. Just confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is the Lord. Give your life to God like any time now that I go on any social media, podcast, whatever and I get an opportunity to speak to people without seeing them or not even having to touch them, I need them I need to just let people know The altar is open, so the altar is wherever you are. Let him in your heart. Do not miss an opportunity to serve such a great king, such a faithful God. So I think that's it for now, but I will be back, Lord's willing. I will continue to pour in to others as he pours into me. I will not be selfish. I will not let my feelings get me in a way where I'm not able to do what I've been called to do. And that's to bless people that they might be a blessing. It's not something I'm looking to say. I I don't want to be popular. I want to be saved. I want to be pure. I want to live holy. And I want to see people blessed. And I always say, I lift as I lift, as I climb, I lift. So wherever God takes me and elevates me, whatever happens in business or whatever, I have to put my hand back and pull up my brothers and my sisters on this journey and say, hey, don't stay there. Don't stay in whatever it is, the emotion that the enemy wants you to be in because you'll be blinded to miss the promise that God has for you. So this time I'm really signing off, but I wanted to get that point across because I want people saved delivered, and totally set free so that you can walk into the into the peace of God and just let him love you. That's all he wants. Like, he loves us so much. We have no idea. Every day I try to just be like, wow, you love me like that? I don't know, guys, but this has been great for me, and I hope that it blesses you. Share this. Like, share it. I had to get over that. Like, I don't know if I want to share it with that social media outlet because it this might go and that might go. No. Share, share, share. Because all I care about is bringing glory to God's name. I'm out of the equation. I'm just a vessel. It is not about popularity, likes, and, oh, you did a good job. No. I just want to make my father proud. That's it. Everybody. God bless you, and have a blessed and amazing rest of your day. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome, welcome back. Hello, hello, hello. I'm super excited. This is the last day of November, and I said this is a November to remember. Thanks be to God, I saw another year. On November 14th, I had an amazing birthday, blessed to still be in the land of the living, excited about what God is still doing. I just came on today to talk about not quitting. I've written a book, I guess about a year ago, and it's called Sis, Don't Quit. Well, I had gotten to a place, you know, it was like, okay, I wrote the book, now what? you know, it's funny how we ask God for things. Well, I didn't ask for the book, but we ask God for things once things happen for us. And we're like, okay, this is how I want it to go. And this is how I wanted to go. Okay. But before I even wrote the book, I asked God, is this you? Is this a good idea or is this a God idea? Because I don't want to waste any time on anything that God isn't ordered my steps in because that's just going to, you know, delay the process or whatever. But nevertheless, he allowed me to write the book. No publisher, no team, just me, the Holy Ghost, spell check, Google, best that I could, and published. And so thankful that I did. There, yes, it's little mistakes here and there, and there, and and, to, and that doesn't bother me. The thing that bothered me was I was super excited when it happened a year ago. I was, you know, yeah, get the book, da da da. And me personally, I've never sat and read my entire book through front to back. I've not, you know, I, when I was writing it on paper and I had, because I, I do a lot of writing and journaling. So pretty much I wrote a lot and I read as I was doing it. So, you know, like I said, it's been a year, I think it was like last June. And um, as the pandemic came, you know, I was still... Like, okay, well, you know, take a break. You know, in our minds, we want to take breaks from God's work. We just feel like, oh, that's that's the end of that or whatever. And it's not about, I got to pump this book. I got to let people see I'm busy. See, we have to get the difference between, you know, people like, you see people, Oh, they're so busy. They're doing this. They're doing that. I need to be productive in the kingdom, not just saying I sold books and no, that's not it. So a lot of times we go and um, ask God, well, God, I don't understand what's going on. What am I supposed to do, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of times God is saying, what did I tell you to do the first time? You haven't done that. That's like when our parents would say, if you, you know, if you did this, this is what you'll get. And if we say, oh, well, where's the, maybe you said they would pass when we were younger, you need to get an allowance if you did your chores. So if we went to our parents and asked for our allowance as kids and didn't do our chores, they would be like, well, you didn't do what I asked you to do. So I have to talk about me because that's who I am. I'm transparent and I tell you my things and how I'm overcoming them or how I've overcame them. So I was like, "Uh." and I remember... um, I like listening to the Echo sometimes. And so I, had, I hadn't I had listened to the Echo Dot in a long time. And I plugged it up. And I don't know, it just began to play my book because it's on Kindle also. So she started reading the chapters. And I was like, huh, so I'm listening. I'm like, wow. So then I got her to start the book over. And she began to read the book. And I'm sitting in my mind. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So I say, you know, the book to me right now is so more relevant than at that moment when I was writing and it was getting me through. It was, um, I think the word is lethargic. It was healing for me as I was writing. But in the same breath, I didn't realize how right now it is for me because those words sis don't quit needed to hear that for myself because I can encourage and you know and pray and everything for everybody else. But when the encourager needs to be encouraged, who do you have? And you do have people. You do. You have people, I I have people in my life that can pray for me, that can pick up on my spirit and they know. And they'll tell me, you know, I know, you know, you've been in my spirit and they'll say what it is. And I'm like, yeah. And sometimes I have this thing where I don't want to really bother people. and, And I'm trying to develop something concrete in my relationship with God, because instead of running to the phone, I run to the throne now, you know, because in this journey, I'm learning so much more. This pandemic has done exactly what it was supposed to do. You know, they were like, oh, I thought it was 2020 and we were supposed to see this and this was supposed to happen. It was. It was 2020 vision. God said, I'm going to give you clear vision on things that I'm going to expose to you that you would not be able to have seen that had this not happened. So instead of looking at things as if, oh, that was a disappointment, I can't wait for 2020 to be over, how dare not I say anything like that? I thank God for the lessons that I have learned and are still learning in this season in my life. You know, even at every every age is something different. I always say my 40s have been an amazing, <laughs> That that's been an amazing year. Some years in my 40s have been amazing. And this is Lord's will, my final chapter in 40s. I'm 49 and prayerfully, you know, I just can't imagine that the, I I can only imagine that the best is yet to come in this 49th year of my life because I'm beginning to celebrate me more and not looking for people to celebrate me. Like I decorated my whole dining room with like, you would have thought I was literally going to have a party in here, but it was for me, from me, to me, from me. And as women, we need to learn to celebrate ourselves. You know, and I I tell people, I think it was like Mother's Day when I began to, because I loved roses and I loved flowers. And I remember my oldest daughter's father, he used to always buy me roses and I loved it. And I was like, wow. And this was like, you know, he was the thug of all thugs, but he knew Like that part of him, I didn't have to ask for those things. He just would do them. And years went on and it was like, oh, you know, I got some for special occasions from people and things. And it was like, it was different. And I said, huh. So I remember on Mother's Day, I was in the store and I was looking at flowers and, you know, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and was like, you can do this for yourself. You don't have to wait for somebody to celebrate you to say, here are some flowers. This is what you want. Do it for yourself. So I begin to do that. Like every couple of weeks, I change out my flowers. Whether I go to the grocery store and see what bouquets, I always love roses. So I try to make sure I get some roses. I get all different kinds and I'll just put them in my bathrooms and on the counters, just wherever. And it's just about being good to you. It's the little things. And I'm learning that. And, um, (laughs) One thing I've learned, I I, I love Chrissette Michelle, and I was I follow her on Instagram, and she said um she's lost some weight and transitioned. She was always beautiful. She wasn't what you would call fat, but you know, of course everybody wants to you know tone and do different things, and people were asking her how did she lose the weight, and I remember the biggest thing I took away from she said I know everybody's gonna expect me to say some big you know regimen that I do. And this is what I did. And she said, the biggest thing that I did that was most important to me was I let go of toxic people. And she said, and toxicity was being released from my body. And I I said, wow, I can so relate to that. Because over the years, people had to go. And it's not, I, I tell people, I don't cut people off. I may reposition you or untie you. You know, if you run in the inner court, you might get moved to the outer court. Your position might just get shifted. But I don't do the, oh, I don't talk to them. I don't speak to them. I am a lover of Christ. And love has to flow through. He said, you got to love your enemy. You just can't love everybody that loves you. And that's the funny thing. We love that. We love to, you know, be nice to people that's nice to us and good to people that's good to us and love people that love us. But if it's not reciprocated that way, we we kick back what they gave us. And I'm speaking from me. Because I know that God is still breaking me in that. Of course, it hurts and you don't like the way when people mistreat you or they do something. But that's where God helps you to deal with the spirit of offense. Because then you won't really look at it that way. You'll you'll be able to just see God and be like, okay, moving on. Because everybody can't go where you're going in the time that you go in your new season and your next in your life. And you have to be able to be okay with that and release that and still love them from the place that they're in, love them at the person that they are. And you can't like expect certain things from people because that's who you are. I think I have a big heart. I think I love hard. I am super, you know, I, I just love hard. I love, I'm a lover of people. I'm no longer a people pleaser, but I love people. And I love hard, but I had to learn how to not allow the enemy or people to manipulate that because I do expect that I am a great friend to people and I need that to be the same. So I don't have to question, you know, my immediate circle Because I know they genuinely love me. And I know that they genuinely pray for me, genuine prayers. So I'm not seeking out friendships. And some friendships are only seasonal. They're not lifetimes. Everybody can't be in your main. You know, you have to really know, especially when you're walking with God. You really have to be able to accept the shift and go along with it. It's been some things that have been revealed to me and I was like, wow, you know, it was disheartening. It was discouraging because I was like, wow, you know, at this stage in the game in our lives as, as adults, most people that I, that I deal with uh, 40 and over and, you know, probably 50 and over some of my acquaintances were, and I had to learn to take titles from people and stop calling people friend. That handled me like an acquaintance or someone that they knew of, not really a friend. You have to be careful. I tell my children, don't use that word so loosely. Everybody's not your friend and it's okay. Because a friend loveth at all times. Not when it's convenient for them. Not to, I mean, I don't know. It's The, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. I make sure that I don't have any butter knife friends in, in my life, you know, no more. I really can't do that anymore. Cause I can't keep being the one pouring in and pouring in. And I hope people get this, like, don't keep pouring out into people because you'll come up empty, pour out to people, but then also have people that can pour into you. And I'm just like, I don't know today. I was just so excited. God has just, um, You know, when you you get up and you know things that people are dealing with and you're praying for them and interceding and praying for, you know, the best, but also that God's will be done. You have to pray for, you know, healing in the bodies and healing in the minds. And this has been a time when, you know, a lot of depression and anxiety has taken over and me studying in school to be a therapist at this time. Glory be to God, prayerfully, I will be coming out in 2021. And that is something that I want to hone in on because I see it a lot and I see it a lot in the body of Christ. And I pray that one day I'm able to bridge that gap between the body of Christ and in reality, you know, with therapy and communication. Communication is key in all things. You know, texting is not going to always get it. Emailing is not going to always get it. Social media is not always going to get it. Sometimes you need a lot of voice of communication. Like for me, it was Alexa that dinged the light when she began to read my book to me and feed me what I had given out. And it's like, okay, this is right now stuff like I needed to hear that because in me, I was like, I'm done, like the book, okay, I can go in and like, you know, do the journal for my book and do this, and I'm, I'm on to the next step, and God has got me by my collar going, no, you're not, you're not, you're not finished with this, I need you to complete what you started, see, we have to be consistent, and consistency is key in everything, in serving God, first and foremost, goodness, you have to be consistent, some people look at oh it's not that serious, you know. The church is just a building. We like saying you know little cute clichés. Yeah, I get it. It is a building. And it it's inside of me. So I'm not you know consumed when people say that oh it's just a building. Yeah. But um you you need that building, you know, prayerfully Um, when it does open, if it has for some, if it hasn't, you know, continue to seek God, even in your quiet place. Don't wait until a door opens at church to tell you, read your Bible, pray or fast, or don't wait for someone to give you something to do because everybody else is doing it. God is like, you know, sometimes we're like kids in school. If somebody else does it, then, oh, I'll do it. He's like, what about just a one-on-one relationship sometimes? And a lot of times that that's what it takes for me. It's like getting back on track to reboot, you know? And and I'm never ashamed to say that because I don't get it right all the time. I I pray sometimes, you know, God, help me be a better mother. Help me be a better friend, a better servant, a better employee, you know, just I I do because I don't ever want to feel like, oh, I'm as good as it gets, you know? No, you know, you have to stay humble. And I would never want God to have to do that for me. But I thank God for just allowing me to, um, because I, I still had a book and I said, I have to figure out, you know, I don't want to take money and try to like, oh, I don't have the money, but I'm going to try to make money. And, and God is like, you are so far from what I'm trying to do. Sometimes our focus is on the wrong thing. He just wants me to deliver a message. He said, I will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. He said, I'm not telling you to look at the price, how much shipping and whatever else. I'm just asking you to to be the vessel that I'm using for the message and stop saying, oh, well, this book is old. It was written then. He's like, nah, you're not listening. So to me, I had a reminder. I had a wake up call, you know. God is so amazing that he'll use little things like that because um sometimes I need to hear things versus see i I like i'll I, every now and then I'll pick up my book and I would maybe like read a page or a chapter or whatever and be like, "Oh, you know that was good, but hearing those words out loud and I'm just sitting still and listening I'm like, and then part of me goes, "Wow, you wrote that." Wow, and this this is things that you need to take with you now to shift your mindset in this season because it's so much going on. We get off track and easily sidetracked. And I just wanted to come on today to just be like, sis, don't quit. You know, some people are like, I just want my own business, my own company, or I want the business that I have to flourish you know or I want this new house I want you know or I want to you know I want to live holy some people are are just asking God Lord help me to live holy let me live uh, the the Christian life as best as you would have me to be give me strength for that you know people are dealing with so much so desist, don't quit like really don't quit don't give up on yourself you know dream again go back reboot think about how you fell in love with whatever it was that thing that made your spirit leap to say, this is it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to complete this. College has been so rocky for me because I was, you know, I hadn't been to school in like 29 years. And then a, a year or so ago, I, decided to go to college for the very first time. And, you know, going to class is amazing. So I'm like, okay, I was so nervous. I'm a first-generation college student. I had no idea of the experience. Like I said, I thought probably was the oldest one in class, but they didn't think I was as old as I was and we would laugh about it. But I met great people and my professors were amazing. I even developed an amazing relationship with one of my professors and, um, she still calls and checks on me and I call her professor and then I'd say her last name and she's like, no, I give you permission to call me my first name. We're friends now. And I really appreciate that because, you know, you don't walk into somewhere expecting a relationship between you and your professor to, to turn out to something so amazing. So I'm so thankful for that. And, um, I remember I had had, a. Uh, i had a, a mild stroke i think it was august 12th the same year that i was about to start college and um i get in the hospital and they're like oh you had a mini stroke and um, and i'm so i'm in the bed at the hospital and i'm like okay god i'm confused because school starts the 27th i think it was that year and i said how is this going to happen because these people are saying um three months or more before I could get my balance. And, and it was something I, I can't remember the name of it because it was swelling. It calls me swelling on the brain. And um, I remember hearing all of that and like hot tears were running down my eyes while I was laying in the bed. And I was like, this gotta be, this can't be real. Like this is not it, you know? So I remember when everybody left the room and the nurses stopped coming at least for an hour or so. I just remember saying to God, well, I asked you, was school really for me? Because I didn't understand what what this is about. So I, I did. And I, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go. I said, but. If this is your will, I said, because you said that you know you are Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals, and I, I just remember giving him his word back and saying who he was, and he said whose report will you believe? And so I began to you know talk to God about who he was to me and tell the stroke symptoms who God was to me. And um, so on the 27th I started school. It started a little rough because I couldn't quite remember things at the beginning. And I had to email one of my professors and tell her, you know, what I said, I can't remember what you said. And she was kind of short with me. And she said, were you not in the class? And I I remember my manager at that time said, you have to tell her that, you know, what happened. So I told her what happened. I said, and I don't, um, I can't quite remember everything. And I was trying to record with my phone but I I didn't think about it until after so she said you know she apologized and she said you have to tell us because we don't know so you know that was fine and later um that semester I made the dean's list so you tell me what God can't do like he said is there anything too hard for the Lord and the answer is no I have to share my experiences I have to say what it is that I've been through. And I know it may be a little long for some, I'm not for sure, but nevertheless, I have to share because I need people to know that I don't get on here just to say, oh, look at, you know, look at my stuff and know my life, look at my life that I'm living, that I'm breathing, telling you about the goodness of God and telling you that he can do anything but fail. And so I have to breathe that same life into myself. Sometimes I had to, you know, lay hands on myself. The word of God says, David said, you have to encourage yourself. And today was that day. It's like, stop looking around and keep your gaze on God, because when you shift your gaze, you allow depression and stress and anxiety and worry and things that are not like God to enter into your spirit, man, and then to take your focus off the things of God. He said, if you keep your mind stayed on me, I will keep you in perfect peace. So, you know, I had to set my gaze back on God and be like, okay, what is it that I need to know? What is it that I need to do? I need to hear from you. Like, I don't want to do anything and I don't hear from God because then you have to be like, okay, God, I have to go back again. Because see, if you don't learn what it is that you need to learn in something, you'll see it again. And I always say, I don't want to keep failing fifth grade. Like, I don't want to keep seeing the same thing going I haven't been here before. Why am I still here? Why? Because I missed it. So now you got to go back. And that's something that I'm not doing with people anymore in this season. I'm releasing people like, hey, real quick, this, uh, like they said, (laughs) you had me at hello, you had goodbye and hello at the same breath now, like, it's like, I won't, and it's not mean, it's just being direct, because see me, I was very passive, and I would dumb down things, and I would tolerate things, and I would allow people to handle me differently, and I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) no, 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 in all caps, like, not the season, not the time, I'm trying to get to where God is taking me so that I can be a blessing to someone else. Sorry, you're angry. Sorry, you're bitter. Sorry that you're upset. But that's what we have a God that says, those who are burdened and heavy laden, come unto me and I will give you rest. Love is the foundation. And funny, I was listening to a lady named Stormy Wellington today. It was super funny when she said, you too broke to be mean. I agree with that. Like, period. Why, if you're trying to succeed in life, trying to be a business person, you're not there, but you have the business and your business is growing, and it's flourishing, but you're not in a state of wealth, and you know and it's it's crazy because we will be mean and we don't want to share, and we are very catty. And I'm like, that is amazing. And I I realized that when I became an instructor, I knew when I did hair, like it was a catty little industry, but as an instructor, I got to pull back and really watch it. And it's not just in the hair industry. It's it's just, I, I see it amongst us the most. And it's just weird because I feel like it's enough for everybody to eat. No matter if you make candles, cookies, cakes, do hair, make shirts, whatever your thing is, I promise you, you could work better together than you could dividing and trying to, you know, as they say, throw shade or subliminal messages at each other. That's not making sense to me. Everybody can be a blessing to someone else. Oh, I don't have this, but so-and-so does. Watch how that thing will work out for you when you, instead of you saying, oh, well, they, don't do, they don't do good work, but we have to be careful with our words and just negativity, you know. I, I know what it's like to be around people that almost take the life out of the room. They don't know how to communicate or be polite, but then they want all of the attention and all of the encouragement from you. But when it's it's the other way, you're just like you can hear a pin drop. I'm like, where they don't have anything to say, and I'm like, I I can't do I can't do that with people either anymore. I can't, it will, it will not turn out good for you. So I'm advising those of you who look to be saving everybody, but yourself don't do it. Even when you're on a plane, they tell you, save yourself first. If I didn't take any other instructions from flying on planes, that's one thing I'm trying to take in my life before I can save anybody else. I've got to save myself and I've been drowning for so long, caring about other people other people's opinions of me, other people's feelings towards me, that is out the window. God has been a keeper of my life and the lover of my soul. How dare I slight him by being lazy and procrastinating when it comes to doing his work, his will. You know, and it doesn't mean in the church jumping and shouting. Everybody, they can do that real good. That's out of style. Glad I wasn't bought up to, to know what that really you know that all of that church um theatrics I call it you know over time when you come you'll see it but i had to even learn how to decipher that like is this for me what is this about you know because then you could see the same people doing all the theatrics of church but then they're mean or they're not polite or they're gossiping or they're lying and it's like come on if I love God enough, I, all of this stuff gonna have to go. And my shout and my dance, hey, it wasn't with me when I was feeling some type of way about life or things or people. And I'm trying to ask God, help me to see things and people how you do. So I, I couldn't break out and sing in a song and I didn't have a buck. You know, it's just, I do worship at home so much. That's what keeps me. I read at home, I pray at home. But when you tap out sometimes, it's like, I don't have none of that. So me going, doing all of that in church and then coming out and I'm still looking at the same things, Nah, get that relationship. It's nothing wrong with worshiping God, but I need to be so rooted and grounded in him that all of those theatrics that I did when I was in that building, when I leave out, I need to come with that same ruckus when I get home. I don't need to get home and then suddenly I'm still depressed and the bill still ain't paid or this and went wrong because that's where we go sometimes in, in the body of Christ. We do all of that and we come back. To the default setting at home. Well, oh, woe is me. I'm still dealing. Nah, I'm blessed because just what I spoke out of my mouth in the atmosphere of church, I'm going to go home and I'm going to give that business all in the atmosphere at home so they don't come and try to snatch what God had deposited on the inside of me. Like you let people, I call them dream killers and dream snatchers and vision snatchers and they don't understand like why I'd have a discussion with people about your dreams and visions and purposes and and they they don't get it and it's okay they're not everybody's not supposed to so some things I had to learn how to curve my conversations on whom to have it with I don't know I love to just come in you know, empty out, pour out when God says so or allows me to or when I'm obedient, I'm not even gonna say it when God says it because sometimes he said it, but because I've been mm, I don't know. And and that's something I have to get over. And I'm still working on that is getting doing something like this. And in the back of my mind, are they going to listen? How many people going to view? I don't care. I care that I've done the will of the father. And I pray that it blesses somebody, but I can't get caught up in the numbers because see, one thing that I know is you can have a thousand likes and all the numbers of likes, but sometimes it's only going to be one person out of all of that, that God will allow to be the one that will bless you. So I'm asking God to bless me that I'd be a blessing. You know, it's, it's always nice if someone can bless you, but that's not it with me. My thing is, Please let me just release what I'm supposed to at the right time and not be delayed on my responses to God, on my responsibilities to God based upon my feelings, my emotions or my stuff. You know, we'd be like, oh, because I'm going through and I don't really feel like it. And I'm like, what if God said that? You know, I always tell my children, I'm so glad that God does not treat us how we treat him based upon how we feel. So I don't want to do his work and his will based on how I feel. You know, like I said, it's been different. Boy, wait until I, I feel that, you know, the release to talk about what's happened over these past couple of months. Even in, in my late 40s, I've had to see people in my lives for who they really are as a person, as individuals. They are just who they are. And it doesn't make them bad people but I was like, wow, I have to rearrange some things. And it's it's not personal, it's just growth. You know, and when you're growing, everybody can't go where you're growing. They they just can't. And people some people like to say that phase of cuz you know cuz I'm going somewhere, they can't go. No, in my spirit, they can't because i it'll be a pull because you're still trying to hold on to something because oh, they're my friend yeah and they can still be your friend but you've got to move on and if that's god's will that they come to the next level or the next place it it just has to you have to be spiritually minded and connected to god enough to understand That because some people will discourage you from something that God is telling you to do, or they won't have anything to say at all. And you're excited and you're talking about, you know, what God told you. And they're just like, oh, you know, and I'm like, okay. Or then you have the people, oh, if I was you, I wouldn't. And I always say when you listen at those people that say if I was you and check their roster on what it is that they've done in order to say if they were you. If they've not done anything, because God had to teach me in a message that I had to preach, was it faith steps or safe steps? Because we like saying we have faith, but when we have faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So that means when you step out on faith, you're stepping and you're just praying that that step falls right underneath of your foot, but you don't see it. But you believe that it's there. But safe steps is, I'll do this and I'll still hold on to that. And you know, he said, you can't pour new wine into old wineskins. So I always say you can't take old things into new seasons. So that's old things, places, people, thoughts, behaviors, actions, attitudes. Can't take them into the new seasons. And I feel like this has been an amazing season, this has been an awakening. You know, I pray a lot about, you know, the health and I pray for God to heal our land. I pray, you know, because it's, it's a lot, you know, being cautious, you know, but God gives us a covering in Psalms 91 and, I, and I'm ever so grateful for his word, but I just wanted to come on today to say, sis, don't quit. Don't quit. God's not done. I don't care what the news says, what people say. Those 66 books is your GPS for the rest of this lifetime. God said, he who has begun a good work and you shall continue it until the day of Christ Jesus. So that means until he shows up, he's not done working. So don't give up. Don't quit. Don't tap out. He said, be not weary in well-doing for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. So I just wanted to say that. I know a lot of people were like in... Frustrating places, confusing places, you know, we just, you know, went out. And some people, you know, you're either in a storm coming out, you know, on your way. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a constant evolving thing, but it's how you react and respond in that thing, you know, in the middle. I think it was Isaac Carey says, I'm going to praise him in advance in the middle of it. So in the middle of whatever it is, still give God a thank you, Jesus. Still be grateful that you're still here. Don't let your situation turn your opinion and your out, change your outlook, especially when you know that this is something that you really desire. This This situation is temporary, you know, and that's what I have to come to remind myself. This is not your final destination. So you got to push past this, push past the pain to get to your purpose. See, we all want the purpose, but we don't want the process. We want it over. We want it done. We want it now. I'm out of here, but I just came on to let you know today, sis, don't quit. What God has for you is for you. Have an amazing day. I send you love and blessings.